Hey guys, it's Adrian Pinozzo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life through the power of real estate investing. I wanted to take a quick minute here this morning and deliver this solo um, factual interview with myself um, about how grateful I am, the support uh, and feedback and positive reinforcement and support through all of our listeners since we started this podcast has been incredible. Um, we just surpassed a year in recording our episodes. We're on episode number 41. So we've delivered 41 episodes in this first year. And you know what? Amazing, amazing statistics I want to share with you. And again, super grateful for this. We're just at 11,135 listens in our first year of recording. So like almost uh, like crazy numbers that I never thought, you know, that I would see a year ago when we started this podcast. I hadn't, I really didn't know what to expect other than I wanted to deliver some great content. Um, obviously all the knowledge I have 11 years being in the business, plus bringing on some amazing speakers that, you know, we've done and it's indicative of the feedback I'm getting from listeners and whatnot on, on how they're enjoying uh, the information, the episodes as they roll out uh, week after week after week. So, you know what? Another piece of information, we're just in the last 90 days, we're at almost 5,000 listens, which is incredible. And again, guys, I'm super, super grateful um, for all the support and positive feedback that we're getting. So I'm going to continue pushing and I want to continue putting out some great content. I mean, some of the, some of the guests we've had have been incredible sharing their knowledge in the industry, right from the do's and don'ts to some great tips to their experience, the mindset component of all this and, you know, failing forward and, uh, just sharing everything they've been able to accomplish, some great successes they've had that obviously you can put in your toolbox and, and do the same or uh, just help you in general. So that's the goal here is just deliver that great content that we've had and continue to help you. On that note, um, again, thank you so much. It's been a great first year. Accomplishments have been superb and I'm over the moon grateful for for all your support. Continue to leave our comments and rate us on iTunes and everything. It helps smaller podcasts like us. It, it obviously goes a long way. And we'll continue to put out some great content, great, great guests. Uh, and we look forward to tripling what we've done this first year in our second year. On that note, let's get into this next episode. Cheers. Hey, everyone. It's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. Kind of a twist today, guys. We're on episode number 47, and I have my good friend here with us, Omar Khan. And we're actually going to be talking about something other than real estate investing. We're going to be talking about some other different investing um, opportunities that um, Omar's let's call him the subject matter expert in. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Omar here, and then we're going to get right into it. So Omar Khan is the founder of Theta Trading. 
Their goal is to help people achieve financial freedom by teaching them the foundations of trading stock options. After dabbling with stocks and owning several million dollars of real estate, Omar decided to create a program to help people learn about options trading. Building financial literacy is a personal issue for Mr. Khan and his life's mission. His career spans more than 15 years in financial services, guys. So it's Mr. Khan's not a first rodeo type of guy. Starting out in the brokerage arm of a big five Canadian bank, Mr. Khan quickly rose through the ranks of the industry to AVP in a widely known mutual fund company. He then shifted his focus, becoming a full-time real estate investor, derivatives trader, and entrepreneur passionate about promoting the core values of theta trading with as many people as possible. Omar, how are you doing today? And thank you for being on our show, my friend. Well, thank you, Adrian, for having me. It was a long-winded uh, introduction. Maybe I'm not, uh, you know, I don't deserve all that, uh, all those accolades, but uh, thank you for the introduction. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. So, yeah, you're a wealth of knowledge, obviously. And why don't we get right into it? Because I'm, I'm excited about this. Everybody I typically have on tells their, you know, great success story about how they've bought in 30, 40, 100 properties and how, you know, mm -hmm. it's been so great. But shifting the focus here for a second, there's obviously other things out there that along with real estate investing that we can get get involved in. So why don't you just start, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how you started, where you came from, where you are now sort of thing, and give the audience a, a, a big picture of who Omar is and where you've come from and et cetera. Thanks, Adrian. Uh, yeah, so um, I graduated from university, uh, you know, in the late 90s, and my, my, my parents are immigrants to Canada, and so that means they were, my parents were very educated, but they were also financially illiterate, which means I grew up financially illiterate. And, you know, Adrian, I don't know if, you, you know, you're, you probably, your parents are probably immigrants too, right? Like, you know, you, there's, there's so many sacrifices they made and so many things that they, they, they did, you know, for my benefit, but at the same time, they didn't have, you know, we didn't go on vacations. We, we got to do nothing more than the bare basic minimum. So when I grew up, I was like, I don't want to be in the same position as my parents were. Like, you know, they believed in saving, buying everything in cash, for example, like a typical immigrant does. Uh, and those are not financially prudent moves. So growing up, I'm like, I need to get financial literacy. I don't want to be in the same position as my parents. Not a bad position, like I said. But they worked hard. They had a good living. But at the same time, it was never a you know fun living. It was always... You know, just trying to survive, and that's not the life I wanted. So, went to university, and and I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to make some money for myself here. Uh, I I did I did economics at U of T, and I learned zero about how to make money. Nothing. Can you imagine that? You go to school, you learn nothing about how to make money. You're like, well, how is this even possible? Why would I take this program? I learned nothing about money. Uh, so then I started working. I worked for Michael Lee Chin for a little while at AIC. That's where I learned how money works. So I started understanding that, you know, I have to use other people's money. I eat a bank's money, uh, leverage yourself, prudent investments. These are all things that you do to make money. So what I did was I grew up broke basically. And I had a choice, either be broke for the rest of my life or figure this out. So me and my business partner, Matthew Todman, who's also a good friend of mine, we figured out this certain type of 
trading environment that works really well for us. And I'm going to go over it. I used all the profits that I made from trading to buy my real estate portfolio. And I have about $20 million of real estate, you know, currently. I did that all while I was working and I had three kids at home. So what I'm trying to tell someone, anyone for that matter, is this is a very doable process. It all depends on your level of knowledge, right? You have to understand how things work, right? As long as you understand how things work, you can do very well. So I did, I did this while working. And, and the reason we started Theta Trading is we want to teach anyone because I know what it feels like when you're working, for example, and you know, you have three young kids at home. You're like, you know what, man, I'm never going to be able to realize my dreams because I have too many obligations. I can never take this risk. It's not a good feeling, right? You know what I mean, Adrian? You know what I mean? Like when you, when you know, you're like, you're like, you know what? I have this much more in me, but I can't even take the risk to see who, who I am. No, I know. And that really bothered me. I couldn't take that risk because I couldn't, I didn't, I, I didn't have the, you have three kids at home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody can maybe lecture me on not having three kids. That may be a different story altogether, but we decided to have three kids. Uh, and that really, you know, it, it's hard to make those moves. It's hard to realize your true potential. So what I wanted to do is when I left my job, I left my job about nine years ago because I didn't have to work anymore. I, I had enough real estate. I had, a, I had enough big enough trading account where I was generating enough, enough money where I didn't have to work. So three years ago, we decided, why don't we teach everyone what we learned? Because everyone in the last 20 years has thought this, the real estate market is the best place in the world to be. And I'm not saying it's not a great place to be. I'm also a real estate investor. However, real estate, just like every other asset category, works in ebbs and flows. Long-term trajectory upwards, but ebbs and flows. And so what we decided to do is, I'm gonna, I wanted to show people, if you have a job and you think you're never going to get out of it or you're hopeless or whatever it may be, I'm going to show you a strategy that's going to help you and your family get to a better life. And that's why we started this company. And that's what I continue to this day. But I'm still a real estate investor, yeah. That's my background, Adrian. A little bit, a little bit long-winded, but yes. So... I'm honing in on one thing you said there too. You said the money you made, a lot of the money you made from trading, you reinvested it back into real estate. Correct. Yeah. In fact, almost exclusively. So what, like, okay, so here's how I make my money on the, on the trading side. Right. Let's say there's a stock like Apple and it's trading at $140. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can say to myself, I, like, I have to do my homework the same way I do homework on a apartment building. Okay. I'm going to look at, today's rent. I'm going to look at what I could get the rent to if I BR for this thing. Uh, you know, what is my potential cap rate? What is my NOI? I look at all these things before I buy the apartment building. So the same homework I would do on Apple. I would look at Apple and say, how many iPhones are going to sell next year? How many iPads? How many blah, 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 all the services? How much, how, how much revenue are they going to make? How much income are they going to make? So if Apple's at 140, I do my homework and I say, you know what? I think next year will be worth 180. I have two choices. I can buy for 140 or Adrian, I can guarantee to buy it for 140, in which case the market may pay me five or six dollars for the month, three or 4% just to guarantee a buy price. Now, my downside here is if Apple goes below 140, I still have to buy it for 140, but I can compensate it five or six dollars for a month just to agree to buy Apple. And the worst thing that's going to happen to me is I own Apple. So what I did is over the years, I took all that money I got for insuring the value of stocks and I systematically put it aside 
to acquire one property after another, after another, after another. So that my real estate then becomes positive cash flow, which then goes into my trading account, which then spits out more positive cash flow, allowing me to acquire more real estate. So by the time, um, you know, like I said, I, I quit my job, I had about a dozen properties. I had a, I had a sizable trading account and I knew the game was over. I'm like, I don't have to do this anymore, which is great. You know, I come home, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm never going back to work again. I had a great job in Bay Street. Like, I had a great job. And I'm like, I'm never going back to work again. And she's like, are you crazy? We have three kids. We have a nanny. What are you doing? And I was like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And that's why, you know, I believe so much in what I do because it worked for me personally. And I know it can work for anyone because not everyone has the ability, you know, to quit their job full time. I know I didn't. So if you don't have that ability, what's the solution? The solution to me is options and real estate. That's the solution. So, yeah. And, and the options is feeding the real estate. Correct. And the real estate then feeds the options because I'm not buying for speculation. I'm not buying for, you know, I, I, like I had a few friends of mine call me last week and this week about how much trouble they're in with their, uh, their new builds that they're, they're about to close on because the rates are 4% higher than they anticipated. Right. Yeah. So if I, the, the one guy called me yesterday, he, said, he goes, if I close, I'm 150 grand below my closing price. And I'm running ne negative $1,800 of cash flow. I'm like, first of all, you're not going to get a mortgage, right? So if you do get a mortgage, you know, good luck to you. It's yeah. not going to be in favorable terms. And the second thing is I'm like, you're running negative $1,800 of cash flow today. What happens when rates go down even further? So for me, I think, you know, and this is why, again, you buy real estate for cash flow. And to me, if you combine it with this methodology of acquiring stocks, and you truly understand both asset categories, you could be a very serious investor in the future because you know when one asset category may do better than the other, right? Like last year, for example, you know, if you look at the dot plot, you knew that interest rates are going to rise substantially, in fact, right? And if you know that as a real estate investor ahead of time, you prepare yourself. So what I did last year is I sold off a lot of my real estate and the year before that I sold off uh, as, as well, because in my opinion, it had become an item. I was investing in Hamilton. So I sold off my single families and my uh, duplexes. I did not sell any of my commercial properties because rents were still going up, but I sold off a lot of my single families. Now, the reason was because I had, you know, my opinion was that rates had gone up too much and uh, housing prices have gone up too much. When I was buying in Hamilton, I was buying for 160, 180. Those same houses were worth 600,000 a decade later, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I'm, my, my cash will be, my capital is better, better allocated towards the market, which I want to own, right? Using this particular strategy, like I talked to you about, you know, agreeing to buy stocks below their current price and getting paid for it. And that's it. All you have to do at that point in time is rinse and repeat over and over again until you have a good portfolio. But it's a great way for anyone who's working, who's got a busy family life to, you know, call it a career. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to get into it and I'm going to be your guinea pig because I'm that guy. Right. I love I'm it. that guy, right? That I, uh, and everybody that knows me and people listening, I'm that guy that pretty much, you know, as, as bad as it is to say, I have all my eggs in one basket. I'm that guy that has, you know, 
Everything in real estate? Everything pretty much in real estate. Including, you know, including, including maybe second mortgages or no? Um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of yeah. those as well. Um, That's so concentration. You, you, have, you, you have a lot of concentration risk, Adrian. A lot. Of, and I'll tell you, in 2008, I'm a stock guy. I'm not a real estate guy. I'm a stock guy. Yeah. In 2008, when the stock market got chopped in half because of the, because of the Great Recession, that's when I realized I'm never in my life again when I'm going to own one asset category. I'm going to own another asset category. And that's when I joined Rain and I learned how to buy real estate the right way. So same thing with you. You know real estate very well. But if you learn how to do another, another, and if you learn another asset category, it makes you that much better of an investor because you'll have a better understanding as to where to allocate capital. I was in the exact same position. I know where you're coming from. What do they say? The best, um, best source or the best way to make money is have, what is it? Seven different streams coming in. Multiple Don't streams of income. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple streams of a, a variety of income, obviously. So, um, Absolutely. yeah. Okay. Let's get into theta trading and what services, um, do you provide under this, under this company? Yeah. So theta trading is a company, uh, myself and my business partner and, Good friend Matthew Todman started three years ago. Uh, we started this company to be the exact thing that we would have wanted, the exact education we would have wanted when we were those hapless, stupid, idiot kids uh, who didn't know shit about shit. Oh, sorry, I don't know if I could swear on your platform. That's all right. That's all right. We didn't know. We didn't know anything about anything. So basically, back then, if someone had said, "Hey guys," because remember, growing up as an immigrant, you have no mentors, you have no money, you have no nobody in your community that you can really look towards and say, Hey, I can lean on this person to show me direction. And it was before the internet, right? So we designed a course to show people how to get out of the rat race, how to get out of the nine to five and to realize your potential. If you are, were not in a privileged position to begin with. And if you are in a privileged position to begin with, great. This is going to show you how to enhance your capital. So all we, that we started that company uh, in 2019, to be the exact education. Like if I could have designed a course in university, this is the course I would have designed. Uh, but university does not offer these courses, right? They teach you, uh, you know, calculus, which in my life I've never used once. Uh, <laughs> but if, if, you know, at first year they taught us, you know, money making 101, that would have been nice. So that's what data trading is. Data trading teaches people how to make cash flow and how to invest in high quality stocks and to grow their wealth over a period of time in a responsible manner. Um, do you want to touch upon, you know, I don't want to really dive too, too deep into it, but touch quickly upon what a, what a course would look like. How long does it, how long is your course offered for? Is it one week, two week, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Uh, just like anything else in life, it takes a long time to learn something, you know, learn how to do it well. Like when I, when I was like, I told you, I was a stock guy. I learned how to buy real estate. Real estate took me a while to learn. There's a level of effort you have to put in. So the course is designed for one weekend, theoretically. So Saturday all day, Sunday all day, all day. What you're trying to do is take a master's level in finance and compress it into a weekend. It's a very difficult task. And then what we have after that is we have six months of support, meaning every Thursday and Friday, we have a coaching call. If you can't attend live, attend virtually but the idea is to immerse yourself into 
the theoretical knowledge you're about to learn because it can change your life. So you will get out of this what you put into it. It all depends how much you want to. But if I had to put a number on it, I'd say you have to put at least 50 to 100 hours and gain a lot of experience to know what you're doing. But the great thing is that once you are in that position, you know, you're, not, you have a, you're, you're in a great spot for life. Like, for example, right? I go on my phone right now, okay? And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I want to own Tesla. I, I, I love this company. I own Tesla. My wife owns a Tesla. I think it'll be worth way more in the future. The same way that I would evaluate a real estate deal, right? I'm looking at this building. I'm like, wow, LRT is going to come here. Rents are going to go up. The business, pro- business park is going in this area. This is a building I want to own. Right? So you do that homework. I've done that homework with Tesla. And I say to myself, you know what? I really want to buy this company. Okay. So Tesla, I'll just tell you, just to show you how this works, it's currently trading at $210.08. Now, I think it'll be worth $300, $400, $500, $600, $700 in a couple of years. Okay? Mm-hmm. Far, far more than it is right now. So Adrian, I have two choices. I can either say, hey, I'll, I'll just buy Tesla at $210. Or I can enter the options market. Okay, I'm going to show you a real-life example of what this means. I'm going to simply guarantee the buy price of Tesla at $200, okay, for next month, for November uh, 18th, 28 days from now. I am being paid $10 a share just to do that, okay? So what that means is I'm saying to the market, I know that Tesla's trading at 210 today, but... I'm going to go in there and I'm going to guarantee the buy price. Even if it goes to 190 or 180, I'm going to guarantee a buy price of $200 a share. In exchange for that, you are going to pay me $10 for 28 days. So for me, Adrian, it's a win-win. I don't care what happens. I got paid a bunch of money to buy an asset. I would have bought anyways, right? It's the same thing with real estate. If someone gives you a house that's worth a million and they say, Chris, I mean, Adrian, you've got to guarantee the buy price at 950000 But I'm going to pay you $20,000 just to guarantee me a buy price of nine fifty. Would you take that deal if you thought it was going to be worth $1.2 in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. the exact same thing on the stock side. And what people don't understand is they don't understand how stocks work. But what I'm saying is if you combine the two together – you can put yourself in a very good lifestyle because your real estate is great for capital appreciation, not as great for cash flow. But your stocks and your options are fantastic for cash flow. When you combine the two, you know, it gives you a pretty ideal living. Because like imagine one day, like I said, just sitting on a beach somewhere, just agreeing to buy Tesla or agreeing to buy Apple or whatever your favorite company is, and making thousands of dollars a day. Just doing nothing. There's no tenants. There's nothing to worry about. The worst thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to own a stock. That's it. If you like that stock, hey, you're in a good stock. Makes sense? Amazing. Yeah, you really answered that really well. Um, <clears throat> how does Theta compare and stand out from other people out there trying to do the same thing and whatnot? Like, how do you guys obviously separate yourself that, hey, we're the, we're uh, part of my language. We're the shit. We're the, we're the we're the real. Yeah, I get. Um, we've had a couple of copycats uh, try to copy us in terms of like students who have tried to venture off 
but at the end of the day, I think what it really boils down to is is, uh, is experience. There's no replication for experience. You know, I have lived this. I know what it feels like to be broke and you have your back against the wall. I know what it feels like to have to support a family. I know what it feels like. You can, might take a weekend course. You might be doing this for a year or two, but you will never know what the hell that feels like. You'll never know what it feels like to be completely broke with no hope, right? And that experience, I think, is what separates our company because we truly, it is a passion for us. Like financial illiteracy caused a lot of problems in my life. I don't want it to cause problems in other people's lives because it doesn't have to. It's a problem that's easily solved. So Adrian, besides, I think, being the originators, because we've had many people copy us, uh, mm-hmm. I've never heard of anyone doing this uh, until after we started doing it. Uh, but apart from that, I would say the main thing is experience. I've lived it. How long, you, how long have you guys, like how long, how long have you been in it? Breathing it, living it day to day, teaching it. How long have you been in it? Uh, three years we've been teaching it, um, but we've been doing it for 25 years. And here's why. I never even once thought to make this a business. Never. Never crossed my mind. And then um, I quit working about, like I said, nine years ago or so. And I was kind of bored for a few years. I didn't do much of anything, quite frankly. Just trying to grow my real estate portfolio. But I wasn't, um, I wasn't exactly uh, working hard. And I told Matthew, I, my, my business partner, I'm like, I'm really kind of getting bored here. What do we do with the rest of our lives here? Yeah. Um, and we thought about it. We're like, why don't we teach people how to invest the way we did to achieve our financial freedom? And that's what we did three years ago. Uh, so, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great journey. Although this year, quite frankly, Adrian, has sucked big time. It's been horrible. But this happens every so often. My job is to understand and to create wealth over a long period of time to make myself, my family, and the people I know around me have a better life. Short term, anything can happen. But I have to always do things for the right reasons. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. And that's why we created this company. I'm very proud of this company uh, because this is what gave me my edge. And uh, personally, it, it's, it's important to me because, again, I was a victim of financial illiteracy. I don't want others to be so. Awesome. So for people, they'll come to the table or they have their reservations. It's like I get it too. Obviously, my background attracting a lot of joint venture partners and buying real estate in partnership with other investors. And, you know, you can even I have 11 years of experience in real estate. I've purchased. We now own 80 properties. So there's a lot of experience there. Very nice. Experience yeah, there. absolutely. So, yeah. but you'll always get the person coming to the table who, you know, won't take action or has that barrier mindset. Um, I don't have the experience. Um, how, how would you, let's, let's say it's me. And quite, quite honestly, Omar, I don't know the first thing about options. I understand. I'm the guy I totally that knows less than zero about options trading. And if I were to say to you, I know real estate so well, like, and I'm so scared to, to lose my money in options trading. How do you, how do you overcome that objection with your people or mindset with people that should like, for example, me, I should be doing options trading. What do you tell me? 
Yeah, you should be, Adrian, because it gives you a different revenue source altogether and it allows you to you know, diversify your risk. Uh, what I would say is just broaden your horizons. Like I told you, I was a real, I was a stock guy. I didn't know a damn thing about real estate. But what made me realize that I need to learn something about real estate is the major correction that we had in 08 or 09. In the GTA, Adrian, we have had a bull market from 1999, okay, until 2022, basically until its first started. This has been a 23-year bull market in real estate. So you know what happens that time? Everyone thinks they're a real estate genius. Everyone. They just think I'm a genius. I can't lose. I'll buy three of those pre-constructions. They'll go up 100 grand before I even close. And that's been happening for years. And my point is there's no perfect investment asset category out there. Eventually things correct. And now we're seeing that correction. So now as Warren Buffett says, when the tide goes out, you will see who is wearing shorts and who is not, right? right. So what I will say to someone who knows nothing about this is you, you should learn about it because you should not only know one way to make money. For example, if real estate is in the toilet and it may be there for a while because of rising rates and staying there for a while, should you not know how to make money elsewhere? Absolutely. Of course you should. Yeah. Absolutely. So what we have is our system, our, our, our process is for us a safe way to make money because we always leave ourselves in a worst case position where we hold stock that we wanted to hold anyways. So for someone like you, Adrian, I would highly encourage you to look at learning this because in the future, um, so 19, you grew up in Toronto? Yep. Yeah, me too, right? So remember the early 90s? Right, so 91 to 99. I remember my parents bought a place in Mississauga, 1987. 90 or 91, it peaked. It didn't return to that peak value until 1999. That was eight years in Mississauga with no appreciation. Okay? So in that eight-year period, do I not want to know another asset category? Do I not want to know how other assets work so that I can make some money? Just because the last 22 or 23 years have been gangbusters, it doesn't mean I cannot return to those times. So I would highly encourage everyone. Broaden your horizons. Understand how money works. It's There's no perfect investment, and there are a multitude of ways to make money. Does that make sense? So, yeah, uh, Adrian, for you, uh, you know, imagine, you know, just being able to sit around agreeing to buy stocks, you'd buy anyways. Imagine just agreeing to buy Apple and making $5,000 per day, just agreeing to buy Apple. Worst thing that happens, you buy Apple. Well, if that's okay with you and you know what you're doing, I would say that's a great thing to learn. Fair enough? Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. So what's the best and worst case scenario for people that are willing to dive into this uh, options trading? And everybody's going to say, okay, what's my risk? Best case, worst case, yeah. this and that. I know what to say when people ask me that. Hey, what's the best and worst case scenario if I buy real estate with you, mm-hmm. so to speak? And I, I can handle that on a real estate platform. What would you say if I said that to you on an options trading platform? Well, options are a big world, okay? You can do all kinds of things with options. You can do this, that, the other, and you can lose a lot of money with various strategies. I just stick to two strategies, right? One is a naked put, one is a covered call. For anyone who wants to learn more about them, you can visit our YouTube channel. So I stick to those two strategies. And not because I haven't tried every strategy. I've tried every strategy. I stick to the strategy because the worst thing that's going to happen to me is that I own a stock I want to own anyways. That's it. 
I'm totally fine with them. It allows me to sleep all night. You know, if I had to buy Google at 120, even if it went down to 100 bucks, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm totally fine with it because I've done my homework. So the world of options is a big world. We focus on a safe component in our opinion, which is making a lot of money for agreeing to buy stock we wanted to buy anyways, but leaving ourselves in a worst case position where we own a high quality company as a worst case scenario, right? Warren Buffett said there's two rules to investing. First rule, don't lose your money. Second rule, don't forget rule number one. So if I leave myself in a worst case scenario where I own a stock, I want it anyways, I'm okay with that. Even if it goes down. Awesome. So how often do you guys put on the weekend course? Uh, we were doing it more frequently before the markets were better. Uh, quite frankly, it's, uh, it's come down a bit. Uh, once every, I'd say two or three months, we we're doing it probably once every month before then. Yeah. So every, every now, people's, people's, yeah. People's interest in, uh, investing really goes down when you have one of these years. You're like, ah, I hate investing. I don't want to invest. I don't want to learn anything. Life sucks. Like that's how people think. And you know, and I don't blame that. That's human psychology. Yeah. Uh, but once, once the world gets back to normal, I would suspect that probably be more frequent. Yeah. Do you have a new date set for your next course? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Tentatively, I'm thinking the first week of December, but not yet. Okay. And it's, it'll, that... it'll, 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 it'll be on our website. We always uh, post the, uh, the date on our website. Okay. And um, that's, correct me if I'm wrong, is that an in-person now? Uh, no, not in person yet. We were doing in person uh, when we were at the University of Toronto in Mississauga. Yeah. However, we have not gone back to in person. I don't think we'll ever may go back to in person because, you know, you're really geographically limited. And, you know, we had one event in Mississauga. We had 280 people out. That's a lot of people. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, 280 people uh, for a weekend course. That was uh, you know, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if that's going to be as possible anymore because – People have gotten used to learning remotely. Um, so it's just over so Zoom? It's just over Zoom, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, have, we, have, we have people from around the world. Basically, it's a pretty simple concept. If you want to learn how to buy stocks cheaper, then they, then they trade for them and get paid for it and, and, and develop a whole new income stream, then this is a course that you need to take. And there's a lot of people who that resonates with. Fair enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, you're very successful now, obviously. And we say that relative to how the world views success. Yes. Do you think there's still more to life for Omar? Of course. Yeah. hundred percent. When you, you picture more to, to life, what do you, what do you see for yourself and your well, family? Like Adrian, I told you, I didn't grow up with the money. So for me, like buying stuff has never been a priority of mine. Never. Never once has it been a priority. You know, when you're broke, and I've been broke, the first little while when you get money, you start buying stuff. And I did that too. I bought, you know, some cool cars. And I'm like, I never, I've never had money in my entire life, ever. So yeah. you get into that. And then you start to realize you'll get a little older. This is like, this is not, this is not making me happy. Uh, what I think I want to do as I'm getting older here is, um, and, you know, what makes me tick and what makes me happy is, and the greater purpose of life is I want to give back. I want, I want to be philanthropic. Uh, and I want to teach people who are, who are in the same position that I was in. Cause I know what it feels like to be broke. 
and you have no hope and you have no mentorship. I want to teach those people like, hey, don't give up on life. It's you. There's a way out of this and there's, and there's a way for you to reach your potential. So for me, that's the greater thing because after a certain amount of assets, quite frankly, there's it's an economic term. Diminish, it's called diminishing marginal utility. Okay, if you have, you know, $100 million, 110 is not going to make you any happier whatsoever. Not even 1%, okay? And that number is a very low number. I'm going 100 million. I'm not talking like, if you even get to 5 million net worth, you know, just living a certain lifestyle, your happiness increases very little after that in terms of money. So it's all an ego game after that. Or you may have greater goals like philanthropic goals. For me, uh, it's going to be, uh, luckily I've, I've gotten to the point where I don't need to work anymore, but I want to do things that I really enjoy. Uh, and, and the main thing for me is going to be financial literacy and education because uh, that causes a lot of problems around the world. Absolutely. I think you answered my next question already in this question, um, but I'll ask it anyway. What is your why? Why do you do what you do every day? Yeah, that's my why, because I've been in that position. I know what it feels like. Uh, you know, my father passed away when I was a young age, and I had to take care of my family. And I know what it feels like in the pit of your stomach to know you're helpless. That you're one step away from being totally ruined. I know what that feels like mentally. I know what that does to your body physically. I know what it feels like as an adult. I know what it feels like. And I also know the damn solution to it. So that's why I do this, because I know there is a solution to this. And uh, this is what I believe is the solution. To me, there is no better way for someone to get to this goal of financial independence and freedom except for uh, options, the, the, the way I've described it, using it to buy positive cash flow real estate. Anyone can do this while they're working. Anyone. And that's why I do this. Because once you get there, it's not about being the richest person. Once you get there, then all of a sudden, you can go on vacation with your family. You can enjoy life. You can do things which put a smile on your face. And that's my why. Awesome. I, I didn't ask this question, but I just thought about it before we wrap up here. We're just hovering at uh, 36 minutes now. But um, I guess being on the market and trading daily, how much time would a person have to set aside a day to be somewhat successful in options trading? Yeah, that's a good good question, Adrian. Um, not too much time. Like initially, probably a couple hours a day because you won't understand economic terms. You won't know what's going on. But eventually, when you have your group of companies that you like to invest in, you're very familiar with them, it should take you no more than 30 minutes a day. In fact, there's certain days. Like I was in Jamaica last month. And I, you know, I maybe traded like 10 minutes for the entire week. Why? Because, Adrian, think about it. We stick to one specific strategy. We agree to buy stocks. We buy anyways at a discounted price. We get paid for it. Okay. So I already know my defined risk. My defined risk is the worst that's going to happen to me is that I'm going to own the company that I agreed to buy for a discount and I got paid for it. So once you've entered that, there's not a whole lot more for you to do. So this can be done on a very um, short basis. And this is why it's really good for people who have jobs, who have a busy family life, or who are retired and who just want to generate an additional source of income. It doesn't take too long. But the learning curve, it does take long. That will still probably take you, like I said, you know, 50 to 100 hours of academic work plus some experience. It'll take a while. Awesome. 
Well, listen, it's been awesome. Uh, tons of information there. I'm definitely going to be watching your website. As I say that, how do people get a hold of you? What's your website? What's your contact? People want to reach out, pick your brain, get, get into business with you. How do they do that? Yeah, send me an email, omar at theta trading. So theta trading co.com, co.com. So thetatradingco.com, we've got a YouTube uh, channel, Theta Trading. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you like. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, like I said, it, to me, it's an absolute game changer, uh, knowledge-wise. And guys, for, for people just listening in the car and not seeing the video, um, Theta is spelled T-H-E-T-A. That are trading. And that's not just a, that's just not uh, some num that's not, not some name we pulled out of our ass. We uh, we came up with this name for a reason, because theta is the devaluation of an options contract simply because of the passage of time. So what that means is, when I agree to buy Apple for ten dollars below its market value, I'm doing so for a certain time frame. Each and every day that passes. The value of that insurance becomes less. But remember, I'm the seller of that insurance. So it is my superpower. It's what gives me an edge of the market, this concept of theta. So if anyone wants to learn more about it, uh, hit up our uh, YouTube channel uh, and get in touch with us. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, whoever's looking for that other option and not have all their eggs in one basket, and I'm, I'm very bad at that, so I'll probably be your next student um on the next one i was pretty bad at that too i get it yeah. yeah i'm i'm very guilty of that obviously um omar's your guy and omar i want to thank you genuinely for being on here definitely opened up my eyes because i was always the the naysayer saying i don't know the first thing about stocks i'll never play the stock market i'll lose my shirt this and this and that but it this was. definitely it opens was. up some some horizons for me to dive back in and, and, and look in that. And I mean, you obviously have done very well and you're hosting some great courses. So definitely something to look into for sure. Thank you, Adrian, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And yes, I completely agree with you. It would be a, a, a good idea for you and uh, for people to learn uh, a whole new way to make money because it's all about diversification. I had the same problem in 08. I was a stock guy. Didn't know a damn thing about real estate made me realize hmm, I am not going to hold one asset category ever again. Only one because it's too much concentration risk. And hopefully, uh, you know, yeah. that uh, resonates with you, you and your uh, uh, listener base. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, pal. Well, thanks again. Okay. And have yourself a great weekend. Thank you, Adrian. Take care. Cheers.